This is All India Radio. In the weekly program Current Affairs, now we bring you a discussion on important bills in the parliament in the ongoing session. The participants are political analyst T.R. Ramachandran and Prafull Ketkar Vijay Kranti, journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. Mr. Ramachandran, how do you look at the productivity of the current session, view of the bills passed? Well, I think by and large, it's been a very productive session. The first session of the new parliament, the 17th Lok Sabha, has been very successful for the Modi government in several ways. They have come forward with several crucial amendments and other bills, particularly with regard to Aadhaar, women in particular, and so on and so forth. And all of them have been passed without much difficulty this time. There have been the odd differences of opinion, but by and large, the main aspects of Aadhaar which have created controversy in the past seem to have been overcome to some extent. There are still some pieces of legislation where the opposition does not entirely agree with the ruling dispensation. But nevertheless, some important aspects of these uh, bills, the Aadhaar and other laws amendment bill, particularly one favor, there is not much of an The opposition itself is telling that the government should be more forthright in coming with whatever it has in mind for enabling the people and bettering the lot of the poor. More than 300 members in the House, the BJP itself has 303 and along yes. with its allies, it crosses well past the 350 mark. So they should be more bold in coming forward with legislation which helps the people at large. The opposition seem to think that the BJP is unnecessarily holding itself back. In the speech that Mr. Chidambaram gave to the finance minister in the way that she had presented a bill, the financial proposals. He said that, you know, with such a strong backing of the people, she could have been far more productive. I agree with you. And coming to this point of that, uh, the majority which BJP and its allies have now in the Lok Sabha, it has brought, Mr. Ketka, do you think this has helped in bringing a kind of equilibrium, limitations of both sides and responsibilities of both sides, which has led to passing of so many bills this time? It certainly has. This session was mainly seen as a budget session. And because uh, the interim budget was presented before the general elections, this was expected after BJP-led government coming back power. This budget will be a continuation of what was proposed in the interim budget. But instead, you know, what this government tried to do is, on the one hand, as far as the budgetary provisions are concerned, the government tried to give more kind of five-year vision and targets rather than just keeping it to one-year planning. But while doing one-year planning to achieve those five-year targets, whatever legislative procedures or support has yes. to be given. You mean these bills Absolutely. reflect that? Let's come to those bills which were passed. There are quite a lot of bills. Just to name a few, you started with Aadhaar Amendment Bill and then there was a Jammu and Kashmir Reservation Bill. There is one uh, Medical Council Amendment Bill, which is going to make a big difference. Motor Vehicles Act has been already discussed. And then there were some other bills like uh, New Delhi International Arbitration Center Bill is going to make a difference. Then the Dentist Bill, Indian Medical Council Bill, then Central Education Institutions, Reservation of Teachers. You know, these kind of special economic zone. So these are bills which have been passed. Should we start with the... Aadhaar Amendment Bill, uh, Mr. Ramachandran, would you underline some very basic points? This particular bill 
has some very interesting aspects. They have provided an offline verification of the Aadhaar number holder. There are some very interesting aspects to it. The real impact of this bill will now be known with various facilities being provided, all Aadhaar holders, where money goes directly into their bank account. There is also a facilitation for people to see that they are able to create an account for themselves without having to go through various problems of verification and so on. Overall context, the changes that they have proposed and that people should adhere to it voluntarily will go a long way in ensuring that greater number of people are really yeah. assisted in getting the And assistance. it also deals with the restrictions on it does. Uh, the private companies, uh, Mr. Ketkar. Especially the private companies, uh, now they have to be more responsible. Larger budgetary provisions have a bearing on each and every bill. First time in the history in our country, Aadhaar can be used as a replacement for PAN card. That is interesting. So, it is not just your identity card. It is all your financial transactions can be traced with your Aadhaar number. Excellent. So, eventually, that your Aadhaar number will be your unique identity which can be linked to your banks, which can be linked to your even petrol purchase, which can be linked to your air tickets. And therefore, and it will be automatically linked to your phone number and yes, bank yes, accounts also. So, bringing larger transparency and this entire mechanism of collecting direct taxes, that is going to have a huge impact. If I am not wrong, now because Aadhaar card is linked and verified through offline process with your mobile number, that mobile number will automatically give you the tax liability through messages. Having an integral, pro, you know, mechanism to your taxation process and your basic documentation process, that is facilitated by this amendment to a large Mr. Ramachandran nicely pointed out, in one way the government has given if some flexibility to the user of using PAN instead of Aadhaar. But in other way, actually it increases the footprint of for tax collection and brings all those into whether one has an Aadhaar or not, wants to use it or not, but that transparency comes which was very much needed. Do you think it's going to help that way? After a long time, we are having a system where it will become increasingly easier for the government to have a certain census of the number of people all over the country. As of now, our reading and census has its own defects that we do miss out a large number of people in the actual counting and the population figures. I think this will really help in those who have not procured a card so far to really go for it and get it and that the help of the center in providing them relief financially or otherwise will have a greater impact. So I would say that it's a very smart way of bringing in those people into the system. Who are missed out for various reasons, yeah. whether it is poverty or whatever you might call it, but they were not as part of the census account yes. of the people yes. in this country. That was an unfortunate and that was as high as 10 to 15 percent. But I think this is going to make a very big difference as far as uh, the central government's revenue is concerned, the spending capabilities of the government are concerned, which is a positive thing. Now let's come to another bill that was the Jammu and Kashmir Reservation Bill. The government has extended reservation to those communities who are living along the borders and have been suffering continuously because of 
the situation ceasefire violations. violations and other problems in that area how do you look at it it should be made clear that this is called as extension it means it was somewhere already existing it was existing around loc now it is being extended up to international border see these are the communities and these are the villages they are suffering the most because of this continuous problem between india and yes. pakistan and due to regular violations of ceasefire by pakistan on the border their life their education their day to day productive activities are suffered and they are the real soldiers who are protecting india on the ground they are the first soldiers they are the first soldiers yeah. military and other forces they can just go and ensure their protection but they are permanent soldiers and they are that's why those villages and those areas that land is actually part of india the moment they recede you actually give opportunity for the, and that's why it was necessary if they are suffering for such a long time they have disturbed life so that therefore it is necessary to have kind of educational opportunities employment opportunities for like people so ramachandra there is a very interesting example whether it is in jammu kashmir area or it is in rajasthan or punjab in the border areas the villagers those who are living exactly on the front line they had one problem you know, there are thousands of families who have their farms and Different the poor way. man only because there is firing the poor man cannot go even to harvest you know for which he has been working whole year they were losing it so this brings kind of financial security and finally the government of the day is waking up to the realities of the situation on the ground whether it is the line of control or as near the international border as these people are staying efforts have been made to relocate them to places which are found to be safer behind as far behind the line of control as possible they have grown up in that area they are not one single generation but the generations, generations have grown up in that area and they are not willing to leave that place and move out it is their hearth and home and moreover moving them back would be counterproductive as uh, mr ketkar just now said that they are our front the first line of defense bringing them behind as it has happened on the borders along himalayas unfortunately only because there are no job opportunities millions of people have moved away from the borders and we have left the borders open to incursion very very significant point because i think these people have been neglected for a very long yes. time at least they are now beginning to be counted as a proper census among the people of this country who are facing a problem 24 into 7 we might have a ceasefire but the ceasefire is constantly violated and one of the first people affected are these who are on the loc and therefore i think to really take cognizance of the problem and to bring about a reservation amendment bill in jammu and kashmir in particular is very significant let's see how far this helps really in helping these people who have suffered continuously from 1947 along the line of on this issue let's conclude on the point that these yeah. these societies these communities have been first time recognized as the real citizens of this country and it's going to make a difference let's come to another bill the medical council amendment bill you know which is going to make a very big difference to the system of medical education we have the colleges etc how do you think it's going to bring saket kar should i ask you how it is uh, going to bring transparency accountability as the government is saying in the governance of educational institutions we have seen and we have heard about the reports of various issues that cropped up as far as the medical 
काउंसिल इज कंसर्न द एडमिशन प्रोसेस इज कंसर्न एंड द काइंड ऑफ सॉर्ट ऑफ स्कैम्स आर कंसर्न दिस बिल इज बेसिकली मेड टू ब्रिंग इन सम काइंड ऑफ ट्रांसपेरेंसी एंड सम काइंड ऑफ डिसिप्लिन इन द एंटायर मेडिकल एजुकेशन प्रोसेस थैंक्स टू दीज वेरियस एलिगेशंस इन द लास्ट फ्यू इयर्स वी एक्चुअली हैड टू री रिकग्नाइज मेनी ऑफ द मेडिकल कॉलेजेस सो वी एक्चुअली लॉस्ट मोर देन 2500 medical seats mm. in 3 4 years yeah because of that uh, because those, of that those rules. now this bill will ensure a kind of mechanism while granting the college itself certain parameters certain and for that medical council the numbers are also reconstituted so there will be a more accountable transparent mechanism to ensure smooth functioning of the medical education healthcare needs are increasing day by day we have a very poor ratio as far as our infrastructure is still so, much below so we can't afford to you know have medical college and still not able to give proper medical education so instead of just after 3 years 4 years of starting a batch you derecognize it you actually ensure the proper procedure while giving the college and if there are certain deficiencies you give them some time fill up those gaps because you have major problems are related to one either infrastructure and second related to human resource now government has given that opportunity to the people willing to get into medical education they can run it professionally they can invest money in that but at the same time they will have to follow certain parameters to ensure a transparent and quality medical education uh, mr ramachandra can't disagree with what he is saying because these are facts available on the ground i have myself seen traveling on the highway in haryana one shed and a big board saying that this is a medical college but you hardly find anybody in those sheds at the end of the day the medical council of india now finally come to realize that the facilities in medical colleges in this countries need to be improved we have to keep up to standards available internationally and that is the reason why our ratio per doctor to number of citizens is also woefully bad so at the end of the day this is a very important sphere on which the medical council of india for thankfully has woken up to the realities of the situation and is trying to do its bit a lot of credit should go to the government mm. in taking interest in seeing At the end of the day we have had excellent doctors who have been coming out from institutions in india and the quality of medical education is is quite the standards are pretty good but i think we need more doctors to really match the population right. there have to be wider facilities and better facilities to keep with international standards mr ketkar if we look at this this whole issue from the point of view of those parents whose wards whose children want medical education they can't get admission or they are unhappy with the standard and then they have they are forced to they borrow money or do whatever and send their children for medical education to other countries do you think this is going to somewhere make life easier for those parents and students many times you know we don't understand the 
द सिग्निफिकेंस ऑफ दिस पर्टिक्यूलर थिंग we have to accept the fact that there is a huge commercialization of not just medical profession but the entire healthcare sector and many more mechanisms to bring in you know some kind of regulation and transparency in this if we take just medical education as one aspect do we even realize that at more than 2000 students have taken admissions in chinese universities universities in uh, central asian countries in russia uzbekistan uh, uzbekistan so they are going to get education there they will try to on the basis of that education they will try to work maybe in some other country so on the one hand we are losing revenue as far as what they are spending in for getting yeah. education at law. the same time we are losing potential doctors who can serve our own society so it is a double loss to bring in transparency and certain quality parameters as far as the medical education is concerned is the need of the hour you cannot stop the professionalization but you can certainly regulate the commercialization i think this bill is just a step forward but you will need many more supplementary bills to have some kind of regulation along with transparency and quality in medical education. so let us hope that this is a beginning in the direction these kind of decisions which were long awaited by the medical community by the education institutions by parents and by students that's wonderful another bill let's talk about the new delhi international arbitration center bill now that ramachandra do you think it's going I to make some difference it's an initiative that has been taken by the modi government it's a very significant step forward it is high time that we took an active part in means of arbitration we are a big country our position on various aspects in international relations is well known we are peace loving and at the end of the day there is arbitration needed very much in our own neighborhood yes. let us not go to the united nations or elsewhere we have problems right on our border one side we have china on the other side we have pakistan and i think yes if we have a mechanism of this kind where decisions can be taken in a time frame which does not continue endlessly for decades or, or it is very expensive because many countries many people have organization have to go to the western countries for the same but i think indians have great expertise in arbitration they have done a lot of work in the united nations they have done a lot of work through the united nations agencies in countries in africa and elsewhere where they have been part of the negotiating team so i think in the overall uh, institutionalizing it at home will be make a difference it's a big thing and there will be agreement on it even by your immediate neighbors and others in the region for the simple reason that this is sitting across the table and trying to work out a solution to a ticklish problem yeah, yeah i right. don't think there will be differences of opinion uh, mr praful ketkar would you like to add something we need to understand this bill in context right from the vodafone case there have been many cases where this specifically this is intended to deal with the issues related to the changing nature of economy now many businesses and many ventures in india which have their headquarters outside india and when they get into legal issues there is always a problem that indian consumers or indian partnership firms or whatever you know types they have they have to get into either arbitration or for legal proceedings to some other country which is expensive and many a times does not satisfy the end uh, customer now you have to see this in two three aspect the significance of this bill as far as the international investment and business activity is concerned it will give a new kind of confidence that this is one country where we have a local arbitration 
mechanism and institution existing so it will boost the confidence of the entire business community globally this will also give a new kind of opportunity we have a real problem when it comes to the but still in terms of numbers if we compare to say singapore or china when it comes to international arbitration we have very few specialized either lawyers or financial experts who are working in either company law at international level now this will given dubai was one center where you know it, it worked as a hub for international business mechanism now delhi has that opportunity to become a hub of not just the business activity or having headquarters of various business activities but even the legal firms yes. who will provide assistance to these companies so this arbitration center like we have solar alliance headquarters in gurugram this arbitration center will make new delhi a new hub of international legal arbitration activity it's a huge opportunity not so we discussed the medical profession now for the legal profession also this will give a huge huge opportunity in coming days. there is a significant community of young engineers and doctors in this country who are now after finishing their becoming a doctor or an engineer I know considerable number of youngsters who are now taken up law to combine it with their medical profession and engineering. In Europe and America, this is one of the big things that is coming up among lawyers, especially in the sphere of arbitration. This is measure which is welcome, and I think it will go a long way in resolving some of the problems that this country has with private companies and others. India, this is another yet another step. in the direction of india getting into the league of for example vienna or geneva you know where you see or the hague where the whole world goes for finding some solution yes. to their problems and uh, india would be emerging so i think for this both the government and opposition both need to be congratulated for thinking ahead of where we are today coming to another issue triple talaq has been a very hot potato both in politics inside the parliament and outside the parliament we should be hope to see something solid coming out through this uh, parliament if not in this session my personal opinion about it that this particular triple talaq issue is a highly provocative which is now gaining greater women in the minority community are increasingly becoming bold in opposing this particular measure i mean you can say triple talaq through an sms and the marriage yeah, is over yeah. or you can you know send a postcard saying triple talaq the matter is over women in particular among the minority community who have suffered this two three children have consistently come out to say that this is a measure that should be scrapped we should come with a law that this is non existent so that means the acceptance or openness towards uh, this bill is increasing there is wider acceptance and at least there is thinking that this needs to be discussed in great detail after all the woman is the one who is suffering the most here it is so easy for a man to marry produce children and simply write send a postcard or tell her on the phone talaq 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 and the matter is over and walk out of responsibility and walk out of responsibility i think the women now together and they're willing to fight it out and they are saying that this is an obnoxious measure and at least it dozen or more of the islamic countries themselves ended with this problem. more than two dozen islamic countries have banned it long ago so there yeah. you are i yeah. think this yeah. is also their attention has also been drawn to this and i think the movement which is more strong in mumbai and other areas government has to take cognizance of it they just can't push it under the carpet should we expect a solid result on this issue particularly in uh, within this parliament 
As far as uh, Lok Sabha is concerned, we have seen earlier and this time also Lok Sabha passed it comfortably. In Rajya Sabha, it will be really tested. Some of the bills that we have already discussed or they are still under considerations, NDA has managed to gain support from the non-NDA partners also, BJD and this uh, TRS. Whether they are able to do that even with this Triple Talak bill will be an interesting uh, thing to see. Unfortunately, this bill, whenever it is discussed in the parliament, it is seen more as an intervention by the state in the religious affairs. On the contrary, government is trying to present it more as a gender justice issue. We should not forget the fact that right from to this Shairabano case, where the Supreme Court has come up with a clear-cut judgment, where the instant triple talaq is criminalized, because of that particular decision, now it is mandatory for the government to come up with a legal provision. How do you make it criminal? You declared untouchability as a crime yes. by, in the constitution. Yes. But to define that in 1955, ultimately you had to come up with an act. Yes. Similarly, as per the constitutional provisions, Supreme Court has declared instant triple talaq as a crime. What is the punishment? How are you going to investigate that crime? What is the procedure? So you need an act you for that. And this act is particularly meant for that. Unless we make it clear, this confusion created by the politics on the basis of Wood Bank will divert the attention from the gender justice issue to the issue of religion. This confusion which is being created sometimes very deliberately. Already religious institutions, especially of the minorities, have very serious doubts and have a lot of misgivings about what the government thinks on this subject. For that you need a dialogue. You need openness and you need transparency. And if I say that in the present shape of this will, there is one change. Earlier, there was no scope of bail for the, the husband who is... Uh, no, but that provision know. is now provided now very it, strongly. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is being provided. That means that there is some kind of uh, understanding or dialogue. No, scope for dialogue and arbitration between the husband and wife is kept open that so that, you know, some kind of, you know, either repentance or, you know, at least... Uh, because this will be linked ultimately to the entire question of halal also. Questions in, in this issue of a triple talaq is essentially maintenance for the wife and the children. This is a matter which cannot be brushed aside. Right, can really, but it has been, you know, there have been, there have been laws as far as, for example, in the Hindu marriage act. There is a very clear scope for maintenance. The legal system is very it clear is about it. There is no ambiguity about yes. it. So here it can also come. Yeah, there is one more interesting bill which has been accepted. And that is concerning the educational institutions, the central universities also and other institutions, uh, with, which deals with the reservation. Mr. Ketkar, how do you look at this difference it's going to make? This is a very, very revolutionary bill in the implementation of entire philosophy of reservation and representation of till now marginalized community, namely AC, STs, OBCs, even NTs. See, till now what used to happen and that case was pending for a long time after Allahabad the High Court judgment, that came into contention. And uh, again and again court was saying that the reservation has to be limited to particular department. Roster that is applied yeah. is to for the particular department. Now, as through this amendment, now the reservation will be applied to the entire institution and right. not for a particular department. Okay. Now, what used to happen? Because of this department-wise reservation criteria, there used to be certain positions which used to be never filled up 
and communities coming from the reserve categories could never get you know in certain departments and certain positions because for example in certain say metallurgy or say sanskrit literature if a st candidate is not there those positions will remain vacant because st candidate is not available and st candidate is available in some other department and, there and that will there. not be filled because it is not reserved for st now this will ensure that wherever you have and this will clear the major backlog that has been created because either unwillingness of many institutions or the politics that was played around right. about the reserve. that you mean it's going to bring some uh, transparency also and uh, the sense of justice no the representation the entire idea of philosophy of social justice and reservation that was carried out was mainly for ensuring participation and representation of various communities now this bill will ensure that this brings us to one point that we can say very safely that this uh, session of uh, parliament so far has been uh, quite productive and very positive positive in the sense that uh, both the ruling side and the opposition side they have demonstrated a, a better understanding for each other so let us hope that in the remaining part of this session parliament and in coming sessions we will have many more bills which strengthen the democracy which uh, enforce equity among the whole society and uh, of course accountability of uh, all partners so thank you very much you are listening to a discussion on important bills in the parliament in the ongoing session the participants were political analyst tr ramachandran and prafull ketkar jay kranti journalist initiated and moderated the discussion this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio you can also listen to this program on our website newsonair.com You may email your opinion about this program at aiinstalks@gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah.